0: Thank you.
1: the time. You may be seated. Thank the Lord. We do not have a member of our media here this morning. He went and got married. And uh, we, of course, did not anticipate to see Jude and Sarah here this morning, but we congratulate them as well. And I'm thinking that June is the month of been traditionally called a wedding month, you know, and uh, uh, is also June the month that it rains and brings the dandelions, I don't know, something like that, it sure does out at our place, and uh, we are, I talked to uh, Judson and Jordan, Tyler wasn't there, but uh, they're probably next on the wedding list, and, uh, and we're praying for the right situation for Sister Amber. We want a multimillionaire to come along for her, who not only will love her, but will love us and pay all of our bills as well. And uh, that, uh, that sounds like a good idea. I see a lot of thumbs up on that. Uh, we appreciate All of our youth, we appreciate Sarah and uh, June, and we just thank the Lord for the young men and women that are a part of this church. We praise the Lord for them. We praise the Lord for this day that he's gave us. This is a day that is very special as far as I'm concerned. and I'll share more with you a little bit later on why I'm saying that, but just give you a little clue. Today is Pentecost Sunday, officially. It is actually the 50th day from Easter, and Pentecost means 50, as a matter of fact. Uh, I said I'd share more with you later, so zip. That's it. Brother Harold, come ahead. And it's your turn. Good
2: morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Well, the youth camp season is almost officially here. It starts next week. So we need to be in prayer for them, all the workers, the kids. Um, we can still get people signed up if anyone knows anyone. This first one's a, a kids camp ages 6 to 11. So if you know anyone in that age group, um, who might be interested, Let them know about it and they can let us know. we can contact them or they can fill it out online. But we want to make sure we're in prayer for that. It starts Friday. So thoughts and prayers to them and uh, strength that they need, and hopefully they'll have some good weather. But uh, um, that season is here, so that's exciting. Remember uh, Wednesday Bible study looks like we're starting a new Bible study. Um, that will be on the statements of Jesus. So that'll be a study going for about the next month or so. I am series, the I am series, statements on of Jesus. So there you go. And then uh, men's meeting, June 18th, 5 pm. here at the church. So put that in your notes as well. and I think that's all the announcements. So if we want to stand, we'll get ready to have prayer. This morning as we go into service, uh, we need to remember Tommy. He's not feeling great. He stepped out back. So he's having a, a heart checkup on Tuesday. So we want to remember him. Any other requests? Yeah. Uh, yes, remember Tommy. All right. Okay, let's all pray. God, we come to you at this time. Or we'll just... God, thanking you for this morning, God, for opportunity this morning to be here and be together, God. We know that you are here this morning, God, with each one. We ask ask that you be with Tommy, strengthen him at this time, Lord God, that you would be with him this week. we could have a couple ushers come up it's first sunday offering this morning so this would be an offering for the pastor his family so just remember that as we give and if you have any other ties or anything just mark it on the check or envelope and it will go towards that but let's pray again this morning god we come to you again lord just thanking you for another opportunity god to give this morning we ask that you'll Bless the pastor, God, his family, that you continue to watch over them, Lord, as be with them and their health, God, and as they travel, Lord, that you would just keep them and continue to provide and minister through them, God, and that they can be in your will, doing as you would have them to do, Lord, and uh, just continue to bless them and, and uh, bless this offering, God, that it would be um, used as you want it to be in your name. Amen.
3: Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad that the Comforter abides with us? Lord you're the one who drives out all fear, all anxiety all depression you break the strongholds of addiction your holy name hallelujah by your power and by your spirit Jesus we believe that this morning and we speak Jesus for this community and for this church and for our families Of every name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord that he is Lord hallelujah we praise your mighty name this morning father have your way among us let your fire fall Lord we need the fire of your spirit in us and on us father hallelujah have your way this morning Amen. You can be seated as our pastor comes.
1: Lord. I would like, uh, Sarah, if you have someone, you or whoever is back there, I know you are, <coughs> the uh, song that we were just singing, worshiping, your name is power, your name is healing. Could you put that particular chorus back up there for us, please? You have? All right. Thank you. I, uh, I thought as we were singing that, the Lord certainly was blessing and a worship of that song, and how fitting it is for this day of Pentecost. Your name indeed is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Because of the Lord's name, we're able to break through. Mankind is enabled to break through every stronghold. And because of the goodness, the life, the light, the fire that our God is, we can see mankind can see through the shadows, burning like a fire. Thank you. I have a few days ago began to think of this particular day of preaching, and I announced last Sunday, Memorial Day weekend, that I was going to use the thought, the subject title, Fire, Fire, and Fire. The Lord never removed me from that particular thinking. And in preparation for this day and in preparing the last several days, this particular presentation by the help of the Holy Ghost that I'll be giving, I realized that this was the day of Pentecost. I didn't know that when I began. As a matter of fact, I wasn't sure it was, so I got a calendar down, started using my fingers, and I figured out today was the 50th day. The Feast of the Harvest, the Feast of a time in which the children of Israel, people from various parts of the world came, the known world, came into Jerusalem for this celebration in which the harvest was cultivated. Fifty days is determined from Easter. And indeed, beginning Easter Sunday, seven weeks later, it is 49 days. Today is day number 50. And I am very grateful for what the Holy Ghost has done for us to this point in time. Indeed, it is good to be able to say That we are a Pentecostal congregation. Indeed, it is good to be able to say we have the fire of the Pentecost Day burning within our midst. It is best to say you can see and feel and experience the Pentecostal fire every time. We gather together. Our Lord is referred to throughout the Bible as a fire. And one of the great things about fire is that you must have it. We have to have it to eat. We have to have it to survive. We have to have it to rid impurities We must have the fire, and we must have the fire burning of the Lord through the Holy Ghost of God. I would like to share with you a familiar story concerning fire found in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, and out of the midst of a bush, Moses, he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. The bush was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here am I. God said, Draw not hither. Don't get any closer. Put off your shoes from off of your feet. For the place where upon you stand, it is holy ground. Moreover, he said, he had Moses' attention. There was no question about that. And he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses had his face, hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God upon the fire upon what was happening. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. But I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression of where the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10 to Moses, God says, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And because of all that, Somebody in Hollywood made a movie. But more so than just that fact, we see the evidence of God, the parallel of God in a fire. Of course, you know the story that Moses was designated then to lead the children of Israel. And that is a story, of course, within itself. But this presentation that I am talking about is the fire that Moses seen. A fire that was a part of the presence of God. We believe from the Holy Word of God, our church assembly indicates through its teachings, along with many other people, that God is not only a consuming fire, but that the Holy Ghost is a part of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost in the presence of Almighty God. Notice verse 6 says, I am the God of thy Father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, Isaac, and the God of Jacob, Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. I've often thought about the biblical names of Holy Spirit, which is commonly used in the Old Testament, the New Testament commonly refers to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. And I, I have sometimes wondered uh, about that, not that there is any discrepancy, but if I was to meet the Holy Spirit as a uh, physical person, I would have to think it's a spirit and therefore, I have seen a ghost. And that just is one simple way of looking at that. But the name Holy Ghost, is a name that we'll use because it is used. And we'll read that scripture in a little bit. And I would like to talk about now the Holy Ghost in action in the Old Testament. King James Version. Numbers chapter 9, verses 14, 15. The scripture says, If a stranger shall sojourn among you, and will keep the Passover unto the Lord, according to the ordinance of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall you he do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and one ordinance uh, for, for him that was born in the land. And on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, it was built, the King James Version says, was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony. And at even... There was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire unto the morning. I would like for us to consider the fact that, as I have gave this the title, The Holy Ghost in Action. That is, not only was the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the word to the Lord to go, and do the deliverance of the children of Israel from the bondage that they were in. But it was not just in the name of the Lord and nobody else included. I draw your attention to the fact in the book of Genesis, how that the Trinity, or God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost worked together when they said, when the Word says, let us make man in our own image. And now in the book of Numbers, it is recorded that it did not matter whether it was a stranger or if it was one of the group, that when the Passover, which was later to be referred to as the Lord's Supper, at this point it was being named because of the blood that was being put on the doorposts of the doors of the children of Israel, and the death angel would pass over. We see the Holy Spirit in action uh, because of all of that. We also see the Holy Ghost working as the tabernacle was moved from one point to another point by day to prevent the heat of the earth Of the desert, uh, overtaking and overcoming the children of Israel, so that there was a holy cloud that was in the appearance of fire, and it was over the tent and the people at night to keep them warm, to give them guidance, to give them their GPS, if you please, of where they were going and what was happening in their lives. And it occurred an even from the beginning of the night to the morning. What an Old Testament revelation we have of the Holy Ghost in action. We notice in, from the Message Bible concerning the Holy Ghost in action in the New Testament, uh, version for instance, we know that when these bodies of ours are taken down like tents and folded away, they will be replaced by resurrected bodies in heaven. God made not only uh, handmade and we'll never know how to relocate our tents again. Thank the Lord. Sometimes we can hardly wait to move, and so we cry out in frustration. Compared to what's coming, living conditions around here seem like a stopover in an unfurnished shack, and we're tired of it. We've been given a glimpse of the real thing, our true home, our resurrected bodies. Oh, bless the Lord. The Spirit of God, that is the Holy Ghost, Wets our appetite by giving us a taste of what's ahead. He put a little of heaven in our hearts so that we'll never settle for less. Oh, I tell you that this is, as the Scripture will bear out in a few minutes, this is the age of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, to do its thing among You, us, the people of God, as we sojourn to this land that we walk in. I just happen to have a bulletin here as uh, I started. I've done many things with it this morning, but I didn't do this. And I guess uh, I'm going to do it so I can get it out of my system. But do you remember, oh, maybe you didn't go to the school that I did, but somewhere. In the late grade school years, early high school years, there was a little joke that went around among the students. And, and I remember the first time I uh, experienced this joke, uh, a group of girls had started it in my homeroom. They were, I guess, of the honor sort. But they would give you a folded envelope. And on the front cover, it says, Open in case of fire. Any of you ever experience that note coming your way? Open in case of fire. Of course, the tendency was to open it. And when you opened it, it said, Not now, stupid, just in case of fire. Well, I I fell subject to that. Uh, more than once, uh, of course, the second time I knew what was happening, I was always just impressed that a girl gave it to me until later on, and I wondered why she really was giving it to me unless she knew, well, never mind. Uh, the fact is we are living in that age of the Holy Ghost time. We're living in that time in which our tents are going to are seen as shacks and we're going to be guided by the fire of the Holy Ghost. It is an age that we cannot just put aside. It is not a something that we can pro- uh, program, but it's real. It is the living part of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, and the Bible teaches. With fire. The Holy Ghost is here though. I want you to understand that. It is a part of our, our living for the Lord. It is a part of necessity, if you please, for our spiritual endurance and our endearment to the work of God and the ministry of God in this world. The Holy Ghost is here for this reason. King James Version. John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus said before He left this world, He said, I'm going to pray the Father and He shall send you another Comforter that He may abide with you forever. What a blessing! What a benefit! Jesus prayed not only by giving His life for our salvation, but He prayed that the... The one that was there on the day when God said, Let us make man. He was there on the day when the Lord said, I need you to light a fire at night time. Give heat, give light, give direction to the children of Israel. That He was there when Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost began to do its thing into this world to draw sinners to Christ and the bloodshed life that Christ gave and lived for us. So he said, I want you to know that I am praying the Father. He's going to give you a comforter. And He is going to abide with you, not just for a couple years, a decade, or a century, but He is going to be with you to the day that I come. And then He declared, John chapter 15, verse 26, And when this Comforter is come, whom I will send you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, He shall testify of Me. He's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to feed false doctrine into one's life. He's not going to be disguised in any way except in the presence and fire of the Holy Ghost. We find that the Holy Ghost arrives, biblically speaking, chronologically speaking. The the Holy Ghost arrives for the last days, the days that we live in. And I make reference to the fact that the last days that I have So, For your reference point is A.D. 33. That is the year of the death of the Lord and the year that this prayer was prayed. And it is today that he prayed that the Holy Ghost would come. And I tell you the truth, I know it came because Jesus prayed it. These last days on earth, I want to share with you the words of Jesus. I also want to give you the narrative that Luke wrote as recorded in the second chapter of the book of Acts, the history book, in other words. Verses 1 through 11, Message Bible again. When the Feast of Pentecost, that is today, by the way, in the chronological sense, I thank God for working it that way. I had nothing to do with it. It just worked that way. And I, uh, if I had had my way, I would have it last Sunday, but last Sunday was Memorial Day weekend, and I didn't think it would be the time to give that sermon, but rather put it to this week. Oh, how smart God is. Here is what the history book, the book of Acts, says about the words of Jesus, Luke's narrative about the arrival of the Holy Ghost. When the Feast of Pentecost came, the Bible says they were all together in one place. And without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind. God is in the wind, you know. Gale force, the Scripture says, No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread to the ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. And the Bible, uh, King James Version, uses the word cloven and cloven tongues. And cloven very simply means a diversity of tongues or different languages that uh, was being used. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. And when they heard the sound, that's the rushing wind, they came running. And when they had heard one after another their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? By the way, I have been in such a situation in which I had an evangelistic team back in the late 50s, early 60s, and one of the brothers of that particular Evangelistic team was from Holland, and we were in a great, powerful Pentecostal service in which tongues was being spoken. And he told me later, he says, "Do you remember such and such a person?" And I said, "I did." He said they were totally talking in the Dutch Dutch language, and the things that they were saying pertained directly to him himself. How come? The people from around the world, different languages. How come they're talking in our language? The Perinthians, the Medes, the Alamanites, visitors from Messalonia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Figra, and Panthale. They were from Egypt, and they were of Libya that belonged to Cyrene. That was immigrants that were from Rome, Jews and Rosalites, Cretans, Arabs. And the Bible says, Luke recorded, that they are speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. And let me tell you something about the tongues of the Holy Ghost. It is not there just to be rattling. It's not there just for making somebody look like they're some super special individual. But when God's tongues begin to speak through the Holy Ghost, it is for the edification of mankind. It is for messages to be translated and to bless and benefit individuals as well as the church. It is there not as a smokescreen for a lot of people that have fallen off the wagon and... They are eating turrets. The Holy Ghost does its thing in a way that blesses and benefits and is there for a real purpose. Jesus said He would pray the Father to not only send a comforter, but it would be there to guide you into truth, not into some disillusionment. It is there for the purpose of burning out all the things that are not right with God and contrary to the Word of God. We need the Holy Ghost to work in our congregations so that we can experience the fire and to realize the comfort and the truth and its guidance as we go through this world. In Acts chapter 1, verses 13-14, this is what the Bible said the location of these people was. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. This was after Jesus' words, after Jesus' prayer. They came together, and they were in the upper room. And there among the people was Peter... James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the son of and Judas, the brother of James. And the Bible says on this day of Pentecost that they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Not only them, but with the other women that were there, Mary, the mother of Jesus, being one of them and Jesus' earthly half-brothers as well. And the Bible teaches us that on this particular day, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all were in one accord in one place. That is when there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Let me tell you something. You know it when the Holy Ghost arrives. You know it when it takes charge. You know when the church is on fire. You know when sinners are being converted. Because you have the presence of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says on this day of Pentecost that there appeared unto them cloven tongues, they were like as a fire, and it sat down on each of them. And the people that were there, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me repeat that verse again. Those last two verses. When the Holy Ghost began to fall, There appeared unto them, verses 3 and 4, unto them cloven tongues, different tongues, diversity of tongues, like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And when it says, when the Scripture says, set upon them like as a fire, it, it means very simply that there was no rubbish, no garbage, no falsehoods. It was all burned out. It was cleanliness existing. And it was holy people of God as the Spirit of God gave them orders. And the Scripture says that these sanctified people were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. Read it again, Brother Winchester. All right, I will. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Not because there was a script, not because there was a teleprompter, not because there was notes handed to them, but because the Spirit gave them the utterance. I remember very well, probably about October 31st, 1956, when I was a newborn Christian, I had went out of my house, my parents' house. I was still a boy, 15 years old. And I remember as I went out of the house, I felt the need of praying. It was just a few days from there that I felt my call into the ministry. And before it's my 16th birthday, I was preaching my first sermon and ever been a preacher ever since. But as I was praying on that October November day that I could desire within my heart to have something that I did not have at that point in my life. I wanted it, I did not understand, I didn't have I did not have counselors, I did not have guidance around me. I just knew that there was a Holy Ghost. I knew that it was evidenced by speaking in tongues, but I knew it was for far greater purposes than speaking in tongues. It is, as some of the things we have read here this morning, it was for purposes for God's people to have, not only as a comforter, not only to just lead them in the truth, it is also to help convict people that, you see, the Holy Ghost is everywhere. Uh, it's not just isolated to individuals. The Holy Ghost is everywhere. This is the Holy Ghost age that we live in. It is a time in which we need to make room for the presence of the Holy Ghost. So oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. It is a, a time in which move over self. Let the Holy Ghost. Come in, let it abide, let it abide, let it abide, let it prevail. Let it have its rampant, fiery way, not only in our singing, our testimonies, of everything we do, every place we go. The Bible says, and they were filled with it. I wanted to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I did not understand what it means. But I will tell you on this particular day as I had got down the winter furniture or one of the chairs that my folks use on the patio in the, in the summertime and I got it down from the storage place in the garage and I knelt before it on the, my dad's concrete floor and I began to pray. I did not understand how things was going to be. I just got down to pray. And when I got down to pray, I was just giving myself to the Lord. Indeed, I feel no doubt became fully sanctified on that day by giving my heart fully to the Lord and assuring the Lord that I wanted to live for Him, to be a use of Him, not knowing that I was going to be a minister, just a boy that had been saved by the grace of God. And as I prayed, I began to be uh, out of myself as such and began to speak in languages that I had never heard. I don't know how long it lasted. My sister was a very young, uh, about 10 years younger than me, so that made her very young. And she went and called My mom and said something is wrong with Cliff. Something is wrong, and they came out. And then they began. Mom began to call people, and this community uh, where they were believers. They began to come in, and they joined us on that cold October, November day in 1956 as the Holy Ghost filled that old garage of my dad's. And I have been very grateful. For the presence of the Holy Ghost, the guidance of it in my life, as I went through. Indeed, I have had those days in which I have spoke messages and someone has interpreted. Indeed, there have there has been those times that others have spoke messages and I have interpreted. There has been times that I have been on the highway going to some place and the weather was bad and my car. Just literally slid off into the side of the road into a driveway and turned around to go back where I come from. It wasn't me. I didn't want to waste the time going back. I I was young. I could brave. I could brave the weather that I was having. Then after I got back, I realized, boy, this is dumb. But the Holy Ghost said, stay here, dummy. Uh, maybe it didn't say that not word, but nevertheless, I got in the car, turned around again. And as I approached the place where the Holy Ghost had turned my car around, lo and behold, driving that car, something took the, wheel and sh- uh, the steering wheel out of my hand, and zoop, it turned around again, and I headed back. And when I got back, I said, I got out of the car. I said, Holy Ghost, I'm I'm here to stay. Whenever you say it's time to go, I'll go. Look at the things that the Holy Ghost does. I can remember very well a few years ago when I was uh, serving as a pastor down in Center Point, Missouri, filling in as the overseer. And as I was coming home that particular day, pulling a 36-foot trailer behind me, a two-bedroom RB, uh, I forget the tag-along, I guess is what they were called. And I was forced off one of those narrow roads down there. And when I was forced off into the ditch, my trailer did not come back out. I was too close to a bridge and a gully or a creek, and I pulled the rear end of the trailer across that gully. And I remember the bumps. (laughs) I remember the rattling, the, the noise. I remember the shaking. But I also remember how the Holy Ghost took me out of that truck. And I seen myself behind the steering wheel going like I was on a bucking horse. I did not suffer a bruise. I did not suffer any ill effects at all. But the trailer, the RV it was twisted to no point of return. And I thought as the people began to gather in that small community, as they came along and here comes the state patrol and he gets me by the arm and he says I he says there's been a lot of accidents with RVs around here in the last couple of months. And he says, I need to see how you're hooked up. And we went back and he examined how my RV was hooked up to the truck. He got down, he looked, and he did this, and he did that. And he came back to me, and he says, Reverend, there's no question about it. You're hooked up right. And I thought to myself, yes, hooked up because of him, because of the Holy Ghost giving the guidance. As we go from here today, I pray that the Holy Ghost will go with you in a fashion that you have never experienced before. I want you to know that the presence, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, it is going to be around you. I pray that it will be in you as you go along and experience it guiding you into the truth. It's directing you, giving you the comfort that you need in these perilous times and difficult times that you live in. Holy Ghost, let it abide. Let there be fire. Let there be fire. Let there be fire. Say it with me. Fire, fire, fire. Praise God forevermore. Holy Ghost, have your way upon this congregation May it never be the same, but in Jesus' name. Let's sing that particular. Lisa, can we get back together real quick? And, uh, and uh, if the PowerPoint will get that particular verse, uh, let us just worship in that song as we go uh, toward the end of the service today. Praise be. The, let the congregation stand. Praise the Lord. Praise God, praise God
3: Your name is Father
1: standing for our prayer dismissal, I'm asking Sister Lisa to come and offer prayer for us all and for our church, for the awakening power, comforting power of the Holy Spirit of God, Sister Lisa.
3: And your guidance, we know that you are the same God today, yesterday, yes.
1: today, oh, yeah. and forever, Lord. Oh yes.
3: And that you are the same for each one of us, available to each yes, one. Yes, Lord.
1: Yes. Father
3: so God, God, I just pray that each one of us, as individuals in this congregation, Lord, would make room for you.
1: Thank you, Lord.
3: Pray that your Holy Spirit and fire would come and purify Purify us, Lord. Cleanse us from any unrighteousness, God, from any pride, from any mixed up priorities Lord God, from anything that we have been hanging on to God in our own selfishness and wanting our own way, Lord. But Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come and purify God. Cleanse us, Lord. And that your fire would burn
1: in us, Lord. Hallelujah. For others to see, Lord God, your light shining in us, your power moving in us. Thank God, you, Lord. God, thank, God, you, God. thank you, Lord. And
0: that a same Holy Spirit
1: would come to you, Lord. God,
3: that they would see that you were the one who turns things around.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank and you, Lord.
3: As abundant life, and that is found in walking in the Spirit. In walking in the Spirit, and not obeying
1: so flesh, oh
3: but walking in your Spirit. So, Lord, may we, as a congregation, make room for you. Thank you,
1: you do Lord. What you would want to
3: do, Lord, in each one of our lives, God. Thank God. May you receive the glory for it all.
1: Yes, Lord. To your name.
3: Be glory and honor and praise
0: Lord forever
1: and ever for God. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name, Lord. Do what you want to do, God, in this congregation, in this community, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah.
3: We praise
1: you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord.
0: Make us more like you and your precious and holy name, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you.